0: And welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC.
1: And Ted T.S. Spiridis. And JP.
0: Ted, welcome back. I uh, had a week off. Did you have a good trip? How, how, was, how, how was the week uh, that we missed out? Uh,
1: yeah, thanks. I uh, bummed I missed last week. Um, I think literally, I think I got home at not, like 9.01 p.m. last weekend. And I was like, man, I wonder if they're going to podcast or not. I almost, I almost jumped in, but I was like, I've been gone for four days. I can't uh, jump in on a podcast. I, and I, the two man, the two man show works just fine. So um, it was a good trip. A uh, good, very close friend from, I've pretty much known him my whole life uh, um, got married out in California. It was supposed to be a 2020 wedding mm. now a 2021 wedding. So they've you know waited a while to, to have this and, uh, it, was, it was fun to go out there and see a bunch of my old friends and, and see him get married. But, um, you know, from a timing perspective, it's been quite the last, you know, 10 days or so. From a high school perspective, there's been a lot going on. Uh, a lot of teams are jamming games in. There's been a lot of conference play and big games, big out of conference play um, that teams are kind of settling in to kind of where they're at a little bit and and i feel like i missed a year's worth of content just being gone a week
0: yeah yeah jp how was uh how was your last week how's st thomas everything going on
2: uh st thomas was good um we you know we had a, a big overtime thriller friday night came out with a dub, which was always fun um played against maple grove who it's a good team it was uh like i said a fun game first overtime game of the year for us uh and um, yeah i don't know it was friday night under the lights at home so you know an overtime winner in front of the home crowd can't really get much better than that um yeah we had a good week though we played tartan uh, earlier in the week um as well as um hill murray went 3 and 0 at the varsity level which is nice um a little shaky at some times but you know 3 and 0 is 3 and 0 so um then we got chan coming up on tuesday night which uh pretty excited for We uh, know a lot of those Chan guys through 36 and North Central, obviously. Um, and then, you know, we were doing some of their practices earlier this winter. So I was kind of talking that game up a little bit preseason to those guys. Um, so it will be nice to see them get a little competitive with those guys. Um, but yeah, no, it was all in all a good week. Can't complain about anything.
0: Right on, right on. Well, looking back at last week, um, you know, so yeah, like Ted was saying, busy week, tons of games. Um, you know, we picked a few. I also kind of noted some other interesting scores, you know, maybe a couple of programs we can talk about as we go here. Uh, but just starting at the top, uh, centen- last Monday, you know, our, our pick uh, for the night, Centennial Andover, I couldn't have been more wrong. I, I, I couldn't have been more wrong. You had Centennial, I had Andover. I think Andover was, you know, still sleeping. I, I don't even know if they showed up looking at the score. Um, it wasn't even close.
2: Yeah, you know, I kind of made that pick based on a kid I know who's now playing at the University of St. Thomas. He's an attackman named Garrett from Centennial. The kid's tearing it up. Shout out to Tommy's. They won the uh, COVID Cup Invitational this weekend, by the way. not We uh, beat, beat Missouri State yesterday by – good margin and then pulled one out against their old rivals in DSU. Um, but this Garrett kid, man, he is, you know, just killing it at uh, St. Thomas right now. And, you know, I figure Centennial can produce a kid like that. They must be pretty decent or have some good coaches. Um, but yeah, I mean, big win for those kids, 14 to rip kind of tough night for Andover. Uh, pretty impressive getting a shutout too. That's not an easy thing to do it uh, in the game of lacrosse by any means. Yeah, Centennial, obviously I, I wasn't here to pick the game, but
1: Centennial is, I mean, they've made state tournament two years in a row, uh, extremely weak section. So yes, we all know that, but they seem to dominate that section and always seem to put up a decent fight at state. Um, They, they gave, you know, I think they played Benilde two years in a row now, well, 19 and 18. Obviously last year we didn't have a tournament. Uh, and it's always like closer than I feel like it should be. I think Centennial doesn't get a lot of respect, but I, I think they're like, like JP said, I think they're kind of a, a sneaky, strong program up there. Um, we obviously don't know a ton of those kids cause they don't play in our club just based on proximity. Um, but a lot of talented players that play play there, or at least that I've seen come out of there. So um, yeah, shout out to them.
0: Uh, then going to Tuesday uh bsm chan um maybe the game of the week you could call it uh overtime thriller
1: uh, double time <laughs>
0: oh, sorry do you're right double yeah. double ot um jp you're on the wrong side of this one taking the clear-cut favorite not surprised you know you're you're just do, you just do that all the time it's just a numbers just,
2: guy you know what can i say
0: you know and and i and i'm going off of you know the passion you know chan came out they were fired up um, and got the upset. I don't know how many people would have picked Chan uh, if we're being completely honest. Ted, who would you have picked uh, unbiasedly?
1: Um, I mean, Benil, Benil is obviously the favorite. I feel like in the last five years or so, the the favorite of that matchup seems to lose that game. From what I like, I I mean, because obviously you know I we've worked with Chan now for seven years or something in the off season. So like yeah. you know we try I try to follow them a little bit you know in the in the during the season and it always seems like when when Benild's the favorite, Chan wins that game. They can't win any other games, but but they win that one. And then like in eighteen, when you know Jaden and Cole were seniors and Chan was like probably the favorite on paper, Benilde went out and beat them. And so that's how we, it's kind of turned into a little bit of a rivalry because they're in the same conference. So they do play every year. And I think, you know, two, two good programs, um, not really necessarily like proximity wise near each other, but um, I think I would have picked Chan just based on the history of that. Hmm. But um, I, I was surprised when I wa- I watched the stream, and, uh, I chant Chan, you could tell that they had circled that one on their calendar. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 It, it kind of scares me though, to see, uh, Benil lose a game like that kind of mid season. Um, cause that could go one of two ways, right? You know, they, they realize they're beatable might kind of crack them a little bit, or it's just going to strengthen the foundation that the team has built and be like, Hey, we, we can lose if we don't play an entire – well, that end up being like 58-minute game with the double overtime, right? So they might come back with a vengeance in the next few weeks to uh, make sure they're dialed in before sections start. So we'll see how they go.
0: I think it'll be a positive for them because the last few years, they've just rolled the regular season.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think it's almost good for for teams like that to get – you know, a, a definitely a, a meaningful loss, but kind of like a, a harmless loss in the regular season to make them realize, like, you know, if we're not, like I said, playing at their their peak for the entire game, they will lose. Um, so be interesting to see how, how the coaching staff kind of responds to that. But I think you're right. I think they're going to kind of get better from that one.
1: Yeah, and, and, and you know, it could have been one of those things where Chan played the best game of their year and, and Benilde maybe – didn't play their best game of the year and, and it was close or you know they lost but I agree with you JP I think it's really tough to go undefeated in a year and then when you're in the semis the, the semifinals the finals and you're 18 and 0 now like big games just become huge games because now you have, you have the undefeated year. We haven't like, you've had no, like not to say you haven't had adversity, but you haven't lost. You're Just you're overthinking everything. Um, and so i loss it. I think, you know, especially when this isn't college football, right? So like you can lose a game in the regular season and you can still make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. And so for Benilde, like you said, I think to be able to go, okay, like, like now, now the coaching staff has, has an example to say well, you didn't do X, Y, and Z, or I want you to do it this way. You did it your way. And look what happened. Like you can't really say anything to the team when you're six and oh, eight and oh, 10 and oh, it's like, I'm, I, you know, like, what am I going to tell them? Like I, you're not running the offense, right? But coach, we keep winning. So you, you're kind of handcuffed a little bit, but once you have a loss, you can get back in the film room and, and say like, all right, now we're going to start doing things the way we need to be doing them. Um, and so I think it only makes them stronger, you know, maybe a little bit, um, you know, something else to prove or maybe a little angry or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, I think that it's it said more about Chan's game, I think, than Benilde, like that they really, they were able to go into a really big game and find a way to win it which has been kind of the knock on Chan for the last who knows how many years. It's like, they can't win the big one. Um, and this was the biggest one of the regular season. They still have playoffs of course, but um, yeah, it was an entertaining game for sure.
0: A couple other games, a uh, lot of good matchups that night. You know, obviously we went Chan BSM just cause they're you know, two of the top teams in the state, arguably right now. Uh, but a surprising kind of, Pounding by Dinah over EP. I wasn't even close. Um, again, I know Dinah's good. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not taking that away from them. But EP, you know, a strong program. Uh, if I'm look off the top of my head, I think they've got a few kind of big losses now, no?
2: Yeah, they lost to Tonka last week. Um, yeah, EP is kind of one of those teams where I think they just – they found a slump in their program. You know, it's, that's bound to happen, I think to a team that's, or a school that's historically great, you know um, and, you know, coming off of last year hasn't been easy for anybody. Um, and if you're, I think they're a pretty young program this year. Um, but at the same time, they only have losses to Dinah and Minnetonka. Yeah. Um, maybe
0: I was being a little harsh, just kind of thinking out loud. Two losses that they have a relatively, you know, those aren't, Those are two respectable losses, but
1: they. I mean, I I think though, like I think where you're going, PMAC, is like when was the last time we saw Eden Prairie get pounded by somebody? I I mean, yeah, I don't even know. I I mean, we were back playing them back in 2000, the early 2000s when I was in high school, and even if you beat them, it, it took it took everything to to win by one. You know, it you never were seeing them get beat by six, seven, eight goals. Um, and they yeah, Tonka beat them by six. What was the score of the, the Adina game uh,
2: on three?
1: What was it? 10 to three. Yeah. yeah. Just low, seven goal. Down. Um, I was, you know, I, I was completely wrong in Eden Prairie this year. I thought, I thought they were stronger, you know, kind of going into that Minnetonka game. I thought it was going to be an EP blowout. It ended up being a blowout, but Minnetonka blowing out EPs. So, well, I guess six goals isn't necessarily like a blowout. Ten to
0: three—that's a—I would call that a blowout. Yeah, in in,
1: yeah. In, a, in a high school game, yeah, I mean, you know, no shot clock, you can just eat the ball. Like, I mean, yeah, I I think who and who knows what you know what the score was at in the third quarter. Was it nine to one or was it six five, six to two or what, Like, you know, we weren't there, but um, I do agree. I think yeah, like, it's really odd to see Eden Prairie not be competitive in games and it's happening on the girls side too. I, I think they lost a game a couple nights ago by seven, eight goals. I mean, Eden Prairie, yeah, to Edina. So it's like, you know, good for Edina, you know, uh, both both boys and girls teams have strong teams this year, but uh, you know, just from an Eden Prairie perspective, like I don't re- ever remember them like losing more than two games a year or ever losing by more than a goal or two. Right.
0: Yeah, just something that obviously caught my eye. Um, and then another game uh, Tuesday night could have been the game of the night, um, you know, just because of the matchup. But, you know, I love inner city matchups. Jefferson Kennedy, six to five. Um, Jefferson, you know, a team who is kind of one of the weird ones this year. Uh, just looking at their scores, they almost beat Chan, then they, you know, are, and then they almost lose to Kennedy. You know, and and I'm not not, you know, I'm not chirping Kennedy. Kennedy, hey, they're putting up a great fight against their crosstown rival. But um, it kind of just another weird score to me.
2: Well, and this is a team that also beat a Dinah, you know, a week ago. Who? Definitely beat Dinah? Yeah, 6-5 May uh, 1st. Yeah. So, I mean, this what? is a team that kind of, you know, seems to be up and down a little bit but making it work you know i don't know uh they must have a a stellar defense because uh, they ha- the most they've let up in a game is 7 but they're seemingly averaging about 5 goals a game this year to against so you know maybe the offense just wasn't clicking that night but they got the job done um and maybe they're just going to be kind of that scrappy team that's going to just shut you down offensively and you know, they're going to squeeze a couple in. And if you can't, you know, keep them under, you know, apparently six goals, they're going to (laughs) win.
1: You know, so they have, they have a senior goalie who's played since he was a freshman, Jake McCarthy. So, you know, he's, I'm not going to sit here and say he's the best goalie in the state, but I would be willing to put him in the top five as far as just like, he has experience playing at the highest level, you know, playing at the varsity level. He knows what's going on. He, I'm sure He's a respected kid because he's just been on varsity for so long. He's a solid player. Um, you know, he makes he, and, and <coughs> you can kind of build out from, from having a, a good goalie, a great goalie. I think that that really does help you stay in games. Um, you know, it's a prideful team. They got some young talent on that team. They have a couple really good athletes. Um, and I just think, I think they're kind of a, team that just looks through rose colored glasses a little bit. They maybe on paper, they, they aren't a team you'd talk about, but they kind of expect to go out and win Uh, and they play that way, you know, and it's, a um, no, it's my alma mater. So it's kind of fun to see, but like, you know, I've seen them a couple times and they don't, it's not like a a team where you're going to go, wow, you need to go watch this team best, best team lacrosse I've ever seen in my life. And that's not me chirping them. It's more of like, they kind of just get it done their own way. And, and that can be a a tough to play against a team like that. That just, they kind of know who they are and they just go in and do it. Uh, But I do want to talk about Kennedy a little bit. Kennedy, I think is the most underrated team in the state this year. Because they're four, they're uh, sorry, they're two and four. This year, you know, not a great record, right? Or sorry, three and four.
2: Three and four, yeah.
1: So they lost their opening game to Burnsville, four to ten to four. So that that's kind of a weird loss for them. But Burnsville has proven to be decent this year. Burnsville's decent. So we'll just say maybe the margin there not great. Uh, first game of the year, then they've lost to Benilde, Chan Benilde twelve to two, Chan Chanassen eight to six, and Jefferson six to five. So like. They're losing to teams and two of those three losses are close to like top five, top ten teams. Yeah. And then they they only beat Minneapolis nine to eight. They beat Oatana sixteen to eleven and beat Holy Angels eight to four. So they're not like blowing worse teams out, but they hang with um some of the bigger like their schedule's not easy. Uh, um and so I I kind of feel like they're uh maybe a misunderstood team. Like you think, Oh, Kennedy, like they're going to, we're going to run all over them, but I think they actually like actually have some decent players and they're well coached and um, maybe they're a couple years away. That could be a team to watch uh, in the future.
0: Yeah. I, I would, I would agree with you on that. You know, Ken, yeah. Um, going to the hump day matchup. We, uh, we had a lot of different calls on this. So JP uh, and I both took Eastrich. We, we, Uh, JP said the winner is going to have eight or less goals. If you can get to eight, you know, I'm I'm quoting you. If you get to eight, you win the game. Um, and then I took the under at 14 and a half. So I, I, I was hammering the under on this one. Um, so we were all over, all over this game. Eastridge won seven to five. Uh, you know, I, I, again, we don't know a lot about these teams. But, you know, Eastridge having the history of just great goalies. Um, so, you know, we figured it, it was going to be, you know, closer to a hockey score than a typical lacrosse score.
2: Yeah, I, you know, it makes me feel good to uh, know that we're so smart and educated about Minnesota high school lacrosse, of course. Um, but, yeah, I you know, I, I kind of pulled that that score and total kind of out of nowhere um but it seemed to have worked so maybe maybe I do know something that I I don't know um but yeah you know like you said we don't know much about these teams Irondale as a a non-native Minnesotan I I couldn't even tell you where Irondale is on a map no offense to those guys I just you know uneducated haven't been living here I don't
1: even I know where it is I've lived here my whole life so (laughs) I know know it's north of 394 but I'm not really quite sure like if someone's like can you, can you give me some cross streets? No, no idea. I, within that five mile radius, I probably couldn't tell you where
2: it is. So <laughs> well, that makes me feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was a, a kind of a, I don't know, not, not a bad game seven to five. Got, got some goals, got some, got some action going in there. I, I <laughs> know a kid from again, St. Thomas, Susan Tackman from Eastridge and, you know, shout out T Y, but After seeing him play for a little bit, I'm not surprised uh, Eastridge only put up seven goals, you know, (laughs) but. Sure. Uh,
0: Thursday night matchup, Grand Rapids. I had them. They lose in a close one to your rebounding Hermantown Hawks,
2: I believe. Hawks, baby. Gotta love them. Gotta love them. You know, you wouldn't think I'd be saying that as an STA guy, given their history in the uh, state hockey tournament. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You gotta love that. Uh, a school up North kind of out in, out in the middle of, you know, nature in Minnesota is getting into lacrosse. Like that's just, that's just great for the game. So shout out the Hawks. You know, they're, they're trying this year. They're, they're, you know, just learning the game. That's all you can ask for.
0: Uh, Going to Friday. Uh, We said it was good, or I said it was going to be a one goal game. Uh, I figured it was going to be a tight one. Burnsville, uh, my pick beats JP's pick to no surprise to anybody. Burnsville <laughs> okay. over South in a tight one goal game. Burnsville, you know, we've been talking about them. I, 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 I don't think they're a wagon, but they're confirmed competitive. They're, they're a competitive group.
1: And that might be the biggest win in Burnsville boys lacrosse in the last what? since
0: 2014
1: 10 seasons maybe since 2014
0: they were good in 20 they were okay in 2013 14 time frame when i was
1: when playing. i was coaching at Blake i remember they were they were pretty good yeah. um i think it was 2012 or 2013 they had some good players yeah um but yeah 7 mean, years
0: it's it's probably their biggest win in 7 years
1: yeah good for them um and i kind of i felt like lakeville south was maybe a better team this year. And they've, they dropped one to Farmington earlier in the week. And then, um, you know, and then to, to Burnsville. So, you know, maybe they have their, they had some injury issues. Like, you know, we don't really know all the goings on, but, um, yeah. Shout out to Burnsville, I guess, you know, good, good win. Overtime win. It looks like, uh, to, uh, like biggest win in seven years for them.
0: Uh, then going to Saturday, the obvious choice Chan prior Lake Chan, Uh, third game in their, what I called it for them, their gauntlet week. Uh, they started the week with a win over BSM lost, you know, they may have been in a, on a hangover right after that big win against then lost to eat Dinah on Thursday. Uh, it looked like they were, you know, that I was calling that game, commentating that game. They came out flat, ran into a hot goalie in the first half, uh, and then had a big second half comeback win chan jp's pick over pl
2: yeah um you know i kind of figured after you know like we were talking about their gauntlet for for chan this week um you know not disappointing loss to adina but not super surprising after that bsm game um but it's you know, as a fan, good to see them bounce back and take care of business in, against Prior Lake, um, even though it might have been kind of, you know, scrappy game, low scoring, you know, call it what you want. Um, but as a coach who's about to play Chan on Tuesday night, it, it, it intrigues me about where they're at and kind of brings up a lot of question marks, I guess I would say, about, about the Chan team. You know, they, they can come out, you know, give one of the probably arguably the best team in the state a hell of a game. Um, and then a Dinah who's probably cracking the definitely the top 10, maybe even the top five. They're definitely um, top
0: five. They, top. they might be top three.
2: There you go. You heard it here first, folks. He uh,
1: one after after the end of the week here. I In top top break, one? I,
2: yeah, I, I, can see I mean,
1: unless you say Minnetonka because they haven't lost yet, I don't think, but they have the, the best. I don't think Minnetonka and Edina have played yet. Uh, which will be a good late conference matchup. But, I mean, Chan beats Benilde, and then Edina beats Chan. I mean, you could probably spin it either way. I think they're a top three team yeah. now yeah. at this point. You know, they beat Prior Lake, but that Jefferson loss killed them. Um, if they if they didn't lose to Jefferson, they'd probably be number one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, could, yeah.
1: neither here nor there. But, yeah, it's an interesting um, – yeah, and an interesting – run for Chan. I guess I mean if you would have if I was the coach of the team and they said, "Hey, you're going to play the number 1 team, that let's just call it Dyna 5. I don't even know what they are. The number 1 team, the number 5 team and what's prior like number 6, I think." And they're dropping or, or yeah. something.
0: They
1: they'll,
0: the they'll be in the top, top 10, ten but yeah, they're they're you know they've got a few losses now. Um,
1: and you're going to play those, you're going to play a, the number one team, the number th- five team, the number seven or eight team in the matter of six days. And we'll give you a two and one. I think they'd probably take that whether it was pretty or not. Um, uh, but they are an interesting team. They kind of, they have these moments where they look like the best team in the state and they have moments where they look like they maybe don't even belong in the top 10. It's a very interesting Um, and I know some people have been talking about like Chan, what they they only beat Kennedy by two and they only scored eight goals on Elk river. Like they really aren't blowing you away with their resume, but you know, they're getting wins. Um, and then they explode and score, you know, 11 on Benilde. It's just an interesting, it's a very interesting team this year.
2: Yeah, definitely excited to uh, see those guys in action, uh, this week. Um, I think, I think they're going to be a good team uh, at the end of the day. Um, I think they're going to make I, – I could see them being for sure a, a semi-final team this year, if not more. Um, don't want like give them too much credit because that's kind of to the detriment of the cadets. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think Chan, interesting team. It's, it's tough to play, like we've been saying, those three teams all in one week. So 6-5 game at the end of that, you know, pulling out the dub. So that's all that really matters. Yeah. Um, it's not too surprising, um, but yeah, definitely excited to see those guys Tuesday night.
0: And <clears throat> looking forward to next week now. A lot of good games, uh, a lot of good matchups. Um, excited to you know kind of hear what you guys think. What kind of picks, over unders? Uh, do you have some score predictions? I'm excited to see now where we go with this. Now that we had an interesting kind of pick with the uh, last week's Irondale. Interested to see what prop bets might come out this week, Uh, and we're going to start off Monday. um, Kennedy and Hastings. Um, Kennedy, a team again, caught our attention last week uh, with that close score. You know, uh, playing a team uh, Hastings. um, You played them, JP. What what do you see in the in the Hastings squad?
2: Um, Not much. I no offense to those guys. Um, but I think that's a game that Kennedy should be able to take care of uh, you know, with relative ease. Um I think I'm feeling kind of a a minus eight favorite for for Kennedy. Um, I think they're you're gonna, they're gonna, gonna get, you're
0: calling a blowout. You're you're yeah. calling a blowout.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's 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 going to be, not
0: where, that's not where my head was at. I thought it was going to, I think it's going to be a tight, tight battle. I don't Ted. What, what do you think?
1: I'm with JP. I think on this one, I, I don't know. Necess- I don't know anything about Hastings. Uh, I think Kennedy is a very undervalued team this year. They have a sneaky, good faceoff guy. Um, they have some pieces. They got a good goalie. Um I don't know if they're eight point favorites or whatever, but I was going to set an over under at 19 and a half goals. And I will take the over on that.
0: Over <laughs> for the game, total game, game
1: total. total. game, total. So I'm gonna
2: take, I'm yeah, i take the under, I'm going to take the under.
0: I, I'm going to take the under as well. I think it's going to be more of a lower scoring type battle. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the under, And your line of eight, I'm going to, I'll take the Hastings side of it.
2: Okay. Yeah. I like that. I I like that. I think that's i I'll go with that. I'll take my own, my own numbers. Um, Yeah. And just to touch one last point, I think this is a good opportunity for Kennedy to kind of show the state like, Hey, we actually can kind of, you know, ball and we can roll up to an away game and, you know, take care of business for 48 minutes. So
0: uh, going to Tuesday, this was a very easy pick for me. I love the inner city battles, Lakeville North, Lakeville South, uh, Lakeville North, a team that personally, I thought was going to make a lot more noise this year. Uh, they've got pieces at the right places um, all over their roster. Uh, but they, they don't seem to me to, you know, when, when, they're, when they're rolling up on a, on a squad that I in my head, they think they should blow out with that that type of roster. They're not doing it. For example, they I think they had a two-goal win against Farmington last week. Again, not chirping Farmington, but with North's caliber and North's roster, that's a team you should be in running time with.
2: Yeah, I think this is um, another one of those games for a team to show everybody else kind of where they're at, what they're about, um, and I think – you know, inner city rivalry, um, night is a big night for a team like Lakeville North to take advantage of the opportunity. Um, I don't think it's going to be any kind of like a big win, like points wise for them, but I I think they're going to pull it out. You know, I would guess by four goals, you know, not nothing that's going to be a blowout, but, you know, definitely had the game under wraps with five minutes to go kind of deal. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna definitely take North on that one, um, just straight up.
0: Ted, who do you got?
2: I think I'm gonna be
1: a contrarian here. I think I'm gonna take Lakeville South by one.
0: Yeah, I, I think right. it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think we all agree on that. You know, this is. I would imagine it's probably South's Super Bowl. It's probably not North's. Um, but I, I think it, it's gonna be South's regular season Super Bowl is you know, border battle, right? Like they, they, they want to win this game.
1: Um, that, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The only thing that scares me about picking the underdog here is the Lakeville North goalie. Um, he's just, he's, I, I mean, I got to say he's probably the best goalie in the state. I mean, just individually. Yeah. Um, But like you said, I think that's kind of where I was going with the whole, like that this game is circled on, you know, both teams calendar, but I feel like it's bigger for South than it is for North. Just because of the last few years, North has been the one to win it. I think South did win a regular season one a few years ago, but then lost in the section final. So like when it comes to like, who's getting out of section one, it's been North, 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 North. So like, I feel like South has more to prove. And maybe these last couple losses to maybe less, less traditional programs, maybe fired them up a little bit. I don't know. I, I, it could be a trap game for uh, Lakeville North.
0: Yeah. I, it's kind of what I'm thinking too. I'm not, I'm going to take South. I like the underdog story, the contrarian play. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting. Look into Wednesday, another inner city battle border battle East Ridge Woodbury, um, couple of programs i don't know a ton about um but eastridge you know i picked them last week i'm gonna let that one roll baby i'm letting that one roll just stacking my bet just double it up double it up uh i'm not taking a line i'm not taking over under on this i got no initial predictions unless you guys do actually you know what i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna i'm gonna let jp set it he's our he's our line setter so i'm gonna let jp set the line um, and, and, and I'll, and I'll comment further on, on, on that.
2: Um, Ooh, Ooh, I, these teams equal amount of goals, similar records. I'm feeling a total of 15 and a half with Eastridge being a point and a half favorite. And I'm taking Eastridge. And I'm going to take the over. I, I think I'm going
1: Eastridge. I've taken the under. Um, you know, like maybe three, four years ago, Woodbury and Eastridge were both really good. They were both, I think, top 10, top seven teams. And then Eastridge had a couple more kind of lag years of being pretty good. And I don't know what, what happened out there. I thought everybody was moving to Woodbury and Eastridge. That's what and, I thought too. Uh, But like there was a massive drop-off for Woodbury. Like I don't know what happened out there. Um, And then, you know, Eastridge yet to be seen, like every program has down seasons. They might be young. They were pretty good last year, pretty good two years ago. So, but I, is it one of those things where, Woodbury kids were all going, if they were lacrosse players, they started all going to Eastridge and open and rolling at like kind of the Chaska chan situation. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to Woodbury. They were pretty good like in 2016, 2017 timeframe. And like, they just aren't really competitive. It just doesn't seem like they're competitive anymore, which is just surprises me. But again, I don't, I don't know much about them, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take Eastridge in that game.
2: I think this is another game of first two, eight or nine is going to win. I think it's going to be close, but I think whoever can get to that, you know, like I said, eight or nine, maybe 10-point, you know, total, I think they're the ones that are going to pull it out.
0: Um, so, Ted, you, you're taking Eastridge. JP, yep. where are you taking? You're taking the over.
2: That Eastridge. Taking, taking Eastridge. Oh, man. Are we going to – don't do it.
0: I I I'm ta- i it. took Eastridge. I already took him. Oh, oh.
1: I already took him. Right. So we're all on Eastridge. Welcome Royals Nation. Uh Kiss of Death. The yep. kiss of death.
0: So well, so Woodbury's for sure gonna win. I'm taking the under with Ted. Um Yeah. Oh, wow. Shit. That's good luck. Good luck. Hopefully we didn't just jinx the the Wednesday night game.
2: Yeah. there's another Wednesday night game that I really like uh Jefferson versus Benild um I think this is uh, I hear me out Benilde has not played since they played Chan and so they've had it'll be end up being eight days since their last game since their first loss as well make the line JP where, where are you taking make the line let's go uh, it could go. One of two ways, Benilde by 12 or Jefferson by one. Um, so I'm going to give Benilde uh, – let's give him uh, – let's give him six. Let's give him six. Put it somewhere in the middle, you know. Um, I, I I think the total – oh, man, it should go – put total at like 21 – 21 and a half, maybe. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I got to give room for Benil to kind of put up a lot maybe, but I, Jefferson's been kind of gritty, you know, they, they, when any close game they've had has been a low scoring affair. Um, They held a diner to six goals, even in a loss. So they might just have that gritty defense with an unstoppable goalie um, that maybe Benil just, again, they're, they're coming off of a tough loss and maybe, they're a little too angry, too emotional about it. And they're looking at a team like Jefferson being like, Oh, we'll take care of business against those guys and we'll get to the rest of our schedule. Um, but yeah, I, I think like six goals. Jefferson? Are you taking Jefferson? I, I, yeah, I want to, and I'm gonna, I'm going to take him cause.
0: Okay. Well, I would yeah. take your, I would take your hypothetical money on that every time. Um, fair enough. If, if I was a betting man, um, but I, I, I can't. I, I personally can't pick Benel to win a game. So I would. Sure. I, I'm going to follow you on the pick, uh, because I, I never root for Benel. <laughs>
1: um, I'd love to take my alma mater here, Jaguar Nation. Um, I think they've they've exceeded expectations this year, but when the number one team goes and loses a game in double overtime and then has no games in between. I don't think they have any other games in between. Like we said here, um, unless I'm missing one here on the, this will be Benild's next game, right? Yep. So they've had over, they've had over a week now. So they've had seven days coming off a loss to prepare for Jefferson, maybe above average team. And I would say Benilde maybe has one of the best coaching staffs in the state from a scout perspective. Uh, I could see this being like a 15 to two type deal for Benilde. Yeah. Just like uh, there's a lot of factors. The one thing Jefferson really struggled with, with Kennedy the other night was face-offs. They just couldn't solve it and they grinded it out. I think Kennedy took some bad shots. Jefferson's goalie bailed him out and they were able to, you know, find a way to win. I think the, I think the Benilde faceoff guy is pretty solid. Yes. You um, he, he, he went toe to toe with, um, with, with Dylan. And I, I, the one thing that impressed me or impresses me about Benilde is their offensive efficiency. Like they have, they sling the ball around. They, they know where it's going. They know who's going to be initiating. They know who the shooter is. There's a lot of off ball movement. Uh, they just are really, really well coached on offense. And like, I I could see them just having so many possessions in this game and just being just so like, so hyper-focused all week about like, we got to hit our shots. We got to hit our shots. We got to get our looks and just like, we're just going to be robots and boom, 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 boom. Like, so that, that's the only reason I'm, I'm going to pick Benilde. I think there's just, we're throwing a lot of things in the soup here and it's kind of all starting to come to a Benilde, you know, a nice Benilde broccoli cheddar type thing. Right. You know, it's like, um, I just don't see Jefferson being able to compete in this game.
2: The one thing I like about this matchup is Benilde does have a Dinah on Friday night. So
1: oh, you're made, calling a trap game. It may game. be overlooking that, Jefferson. I, so I didn't look at that. That's, <laughs> why, that's why I don't bet on sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, hey, I play checkers, not chess. <laughs> yeah, I could see, I could see them worrying more about Edina than Jefferson. However, uh, Jefferson is a conference game. Edina is. It's not a section or a, it's just a complete, basically like an exhibition game. To be honest, the only thing that's really going to change is where you're ranked. Um, but I know a lot of the BSM kids are Edina kids. So that's an interesting factor, JP. I'm sticking with Benilde though. And I'm taking the, I'm taking them to cover whatever your line is. I don't care what it is. They're covered. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: All right, moving on to Thursday. Eastview Egan, a couple of programs who started started a little slow, but Egan as of late starting to heat up. Eastview, uh, I saw them play against Prior Lake. They have some pieces. There's something to work there. I know there was a couple years where they were absolutely horrendous um, <laughs> after kind of the, the initial coaching change and, and things, but this year it's. They have a couple pieces. They're a respectable team. If you don't show up, you know, you can easily lose to them. Um, and then Egan, like I said, a team that's starting to heat up a bit.
2: Uh, I'm taking Egan. Um, similar record. Um, East Ridge or Eastview, sorry, has 11 goals total in seven games. Um and I just, I don't think they're going to be able to produce enough. Um, I think, I think Egan wins pretty it, it, with some solid command over that game. I'm going to take Egan by five and a half. Wow. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Egan, you know, they started off getting just pummeled by some teams, you know, not, not something we'd expect, right? Usually Egan's a top five team all the way through. Um, Definitely a down year, but as you said last week, uh, four to six loss to Lakeville North and a nine to 12 loss to Shakopee. So two teams that we've seen to talk about as top, you know, decent teams in the state, you know, they're, they're competitive. Um, I think Egan handles Eastview in this game, but I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. I think it might be a one or two goal game.
2: Let me, uh, let me correct that. Eastview definitely has more than 11 goals total on the year. The, uh, the Minnesota LAX hub, it does not have their total correct. Um, but I still will take Egan, um, with, uh, yeah, with some, with some authority in that game, I think.
0: Uh, I'm going to fade you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm going Eastview straight up. I don't need your money line or your, uh, you know, your extra points. I'm just going to take Eastview straight up to win this game. Um, I liked what I saw. You know, I, I saw it firsthand. I, I think, I think they have a couple of pieces. Um, I think Egan's starting to heat up. I think it'll be a close game, um, like Ted. So I think it's going to be a two-two goal game, one goal game, um, with Eastview winning. Uh, going to Friday, uh, we started actually talking about this matchup. BSM um, Dinah bring out the cake. Um, bring out daddy's money. Uh, it's, it's a white, it's going to be a white collar game here. BSM, Percy Dinah, and I'm going to take you Um, I, 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 if I could take neither of these programs, I would take neither. So I'm taking the less of two evils and I'm going with the Hornets.
2: I want to go to this game, not to watch the game, but to walk around the parking lot and see the cars that are driven, driven to this game, because you are going to see some nice vehicles in that parking lot, for sure.
1: Any better um, than uh, St. Thomas Academy practice parking lot, or <laughs> what? I can oh, you on that. That's a layout. Yeah, that's enough, a you know,
0: JP, you coached coaching yeah, practice the, school too, so you can't say anything. Oh, yeah.
2: No, oh, and that's why I know, because trust me, there was two years ago where a kid was showing up in a Maserati every day. So, and trust me, I know it's ridiculous. Anybody under the age of, you know, 40, not making their own money should not be driving a Maserati by any means, especially a high schooler. That's neither here nor there. So a Dinah, Benilde St. Margaret's, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a Dinah, but I think Benilde is, should be favored by th- two and a half and a, let's put a total at like, let's say 25. I think we're going to get kind of, yeah, I think we're going to get kind of an exciting high scoring game, Benilde, like we talked about, they're pretty regimented on offense. They like to share the ball, move it quick. They, you know, they've got great coaching. They're going to be very disciplined. The seems to be a team that loves to take advantage of transition opportunities, run it up and down a little bit. I think they're going to catch Benilde on a few, uh, Kind of surprising goals. Expect a couple pole goals in this game. I would put that at, you know, two and a half pole goals in this game. Uh, you know, if you want a little side action going on. Um, but, yeah, I, even though I'm going to favor Benilde, I'm going to take a dime on that one. They're playing at home. They're playing on a Friday night. It's under the lights, you Use know. The 25 goals? 25 goals. I'm taking yeah. the
0: under, hammering the under on that, and I'm going to not place any wagers on the pole goals.
2: All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll give you what, you know, I'll give you some stuff. You don't know, take it all. It's all right. Yeah, no,
0: no, it's fair. I, I love, I love the idea of it though. I mean, maybe Ted all will right. play that one, but I'm going to personally sit on the sidelines for that one.
1: Fair enough. Um, Yeah. yeah I I actually, I, I hope, I don't even know what my schedule looks like, but I might have to attend this game too. Um, not to look at cars, uh, but to, <laughs> uh, so here, I don't know how much we want to go into analysis of these teams, but Edina, this is going to bite me in the ass too, because I think they are a good team this year. I think they're gimmicky. I think they, they, they pressure a ton. Uh, I think they do do some, some nice things. And it's catching teams off guard. You remember Lakeville North four or five years ago when they, they were like the first team to run a 10 man. And it like, it just screwed up every, like nobody knew what to do. They didn't know how to beat it. It just caught everybody off guard. Kids were freaked out. And then we got to playoffs and and prior Lake basically ran the 10 man against them, knew how to break it. And it wasn't a close final. And I think it was 2016, maybe.
0: The yes, it was.
1: Um, I kind of get the same vibe. I don't think uh, Edina 10 man's, but I think they like to pressure, they're athletic, they play fast, they play high energy. They kind of remind me of Mata Midai a few years ago, um, where you're just not quite mentally ready to play with them, they kind of piss you off to play against. But if there's any team in the state that won't get freaked out by what they're going to see, it's going to be benilled. Like, that, that's a program that's going to be prepared for everybody they play. Um, and so I got an interesting prop, a prop situation here. Okay. We call it, we call it the first half money line. So hmm. I think Edina will have the lead at halftime by one or two. And I think Benilde will end up winning by three or four.
0: Your take and Benilde. So I, right,
1: I think Edina will play their butts off because I, I like the way they play. I really do. I think And I think they are a talented team this year. And I think they're going to go toe-to-toe straight up with Benilde. Even though Benilde will be prepared, I think they're going to go toe-to-toe with them for a half. But I think there's going to be tricks up the Benilde sleeve that Edina won't be ready to readjust to. So adjustments will be made and there won't be a
2: readjustment
1: made and it it will, it will trail off late. So that's, that's my prediction of that game.
2: I liked that a lot because I was looking at the box score for the Chan Benilde game. And it was, I think five, three after the first quarter tied through the uh, second and the third, and then four, two Benilde in the fourth. Um, so, yeah, I think if Edina kind of catches Benilde on the chin in the first half, expect Benilde to make a hot uh, run in the second. So I like that a lot. I like that.
0: Um, yeah, maybe that's a game we'll have to throw on our calendar. I don't know what I'm doing Friday night, but maybe we can make a little trip out there. Um, yeah,
1: and I, I am taking Benilde as, as, you know, my winner or whatever of the game. Yeah. So, um, you know. I wasn't gonna seal it for Benilde by picking Edina with all you guys, um, you know, the kiss of death. So, yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. I it, it could be, you know, I, I hope it's a good game. You know, it, it it seems like two teams that are on a crash course. So,
0: yeah. yeah, and that might be that. I I could see that becoming the game of the week. Um, yeah, I, that could definitely be the game of the week. Looking to Saturday, honestly, um, not. I, I didn't love a lot of the matchups. There was nothing that's screaming out. I'm like, Oh, like, yeah. Um, but there was one JP's going to be coaching in it. St. Thomas versus East Ridge in a private school versus public school matchup. Um, and I'm, I'm all in on Eastridge this week. Uh, I love what they're about.
2: <laughs> I'm going East Ridge. Oh man. Wow. That hurts. That hurts me right here, right here in the heart. um, you know, obviously I'm not going to take anybody over STA any day, um, but I'll try to be, you know, fair about this matchup. I like the cadets, I think unbiasedly, um, but I think it will be a tight game. I think, um, you know, we got the advantage of, you know, Saturday, we kind of, if we keep the buzz going that we've had with Saturday practices for our Saturday game, the boys are going to be coming out hot, excited, ready to go. Um, And I think we're going to take care of business, but I think it's going to be, you know, kind of a struggle for us at some point. Um, And then, you know, come midway through the third quarter, we're going to realize, Hey, we're better than this team. Let's take care of business. Let's get out of here. We're going to win by, I'm going to say three. I'm going to try and be fair and say three. Um, you know, we've had some ups and downs this year, but we've always managed to come out on top. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Eastridge is definitely a team that will give us a a fair run for our money. I have noticed, you know, when we do play those public school teams, they kind of come out there with an extra little, you know, fire under their under their butts to kind of – Prove something or I don't know what it is that public schools got against private school kind of thing, but they're gonna want to show us that you know Eastridge is better than us and uh you know they're gonna want to beat us. So they're they're gonna keep it close. I'm gonna put a point total at I want to say 19 and a half. Um and I'm gonna take us at two and a half. Um yeah. Uh I yeah, I like uh
1: I like St. Thomas. Um, unbiased, you know, obviously you coach there, but, um, you know, I think you guys, I think St. Thomas has been consistent, um, you know, look to be trending in the right direction. Eastridge hasn't, I, I haven't seen him play, but nothing really jumps out of the page at me there. Um, but you know, I, I don't know if it'll be close or not. I, I would probably just avoid, avoid even going down that road. Cause I haven't seen the teams play, but um, I think I'll take the cadets in that one.
0: Right on, right on. Um, hopefully I will uh, my East rich uh, upsets both of you guys and finishes my week out strong.
2: I'm just hoping some of my players or coaches listen to this and are a little bit offended by uh, my, my, you know, total and, you know, favorite is, or, you know, uh, what am I looking for? Uh, the number I gave for STA and their their favorite advantage for, for this game and kind of, you know, put one against Coach Fisher and want to beat them by seven. But uh, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Right on. Well, we went about an hour, so uh, I think that was great analysis, some great picks, some, some prop bets. Uh, excited to hear what yeah. the fans think about those and – Hopefully, hopefully we get some, like, fans, you know, letting us know, hey, I'm on uh, so-and-so for the under or, you know, for the game and, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, predicting high school games is is one of the hardest things because it just – you never know what you're going to get uh, from night to night. Um, but there's some really good games this week all across the board. So, uh, it's an exciting time of year.
2: Yeah, looking forward to next Sunday to <laughs> see how we did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Right on. Well, uh, thanks for coming down the alley
0: and we'll, uh, we'll talk next week.
2: Yep. See you guys later.